3: Sans Pans Radio,
0: Australia's most American podcast network. Hey, what's packing, everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons podcast, where today I watch Cyber 6 with my friend B. Kelly Gorman. B uses they them pronouns. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at StopTwittingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm here if you need to talk. How many episodes did you end up watching, Bryce?
1: Uh, yeah, I watched three, which I'm honestly <laughs> surprised I watched those other two. Because <laughs> after the first one, I was like, eh. Oh, uh, you didn't love it.
0: That's shocking to me because I adored Cyber 6.
1: Um, I, It's funny because I watched it and I was like, I bet Mia really liked this. I'm Okay. <laughs> Which is, like, not a ra- to rag on you or anything. Right, um, right. It's just, like, you have a podcast about cartoons, so <laughs> your opinions on certain kinds of cartoons are different than mm-hmm.
0: mine. What did you feel about it that, that you didn't love? Like, was it, was it, like, the cartoony tropes or was
1: it the gender stuff? The animation style is kind of ugly.
2: Um, really?
1: In a lot of spots. I really, like, don't like the sort of chunky way that the hair is animated and it's, like... Oh. I just, I'm not into, I don't know. It just, like, takes me out of it in this weird way. It's, like, stylized, but not in, in, like, a way that I find, like, aesthetically pleasing. that's uh, But that's, like, just very, your own, your mileage may vary, I guess. Like, I get what they're doing. Like, I know that it's, like, I'm not saying that it's, like, bad art. It's just, like, not my favorite, you know?
0: Right. That's so funny because I loved the look of this show. To me, it was, like, The Adventures of Tintin meets... Batman the animated series and that's such an insane combination of things no
1: exactly it mixed was mixed um, in with
0: anime tropes and it's like wow this is a whole lot to deal with
1: that was another thing too is me watching it I was like is this anime is this like it sort of felt like I was I was talking to my sister about this because we watched the first episode together and I was like so this is sort of like if gargoyles was made by miyazaki like that's kind of what it looks like <laughs> that sounds like it could be cool right because gargoyles is cool Miyazaki is cool but it's like gets really muddled and and weird and i'm like i don't know if you're trying to be whimsical or like dark and there is like a giant gargoyle like in the skyline of the city that takes wait what is the name of the city again it's like something really ridiculous i don't
0: remember um there is an episode where she fights a living gargoyle i don't know if you got to that one
1: oh i did not get that far but like that is not surprising to me considering i don't know the <laughs> giant gargoyle mm-hmm. that they zoom in on on the first episode so, oh, it's a. Did you know it's an Argentinian comic book series? Yeah, I, didn't know I, I did know that. Wow, there's so. M- it's a very multicultural <laughs> series, <clears throat> and it's yeah. a Japanese Canadian animated television series. So there's so much going on.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, and it, it it aired in America, like it was on Fox Kids lineup in the '90s. So that was pretty cool. I mean, for for a show like this to air then. Is insane to me because everything is, especially nowadays, like so strictly binary gendered and everything. And the show is really interesting to me. Like I, so far in this episode, have just like unconsciously gendered Cyber Six with female pronouns.
1: I think that Cyber Six is female. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so she seems comfortable as a girl, right? Right,
0: but also comfortable as. As Adrian, like it's not like the character seems yeah out of sorts. Well,
1: I think when I first saw like her in like I guess disguise is the way you describe it as opposed
0: to Adrian.
1: Yeah, like the oh no no the other way around. Like because I guess I considered the disguise is like the sort of like Clark Kent like alter ego. Okay, has which is Adrian because like Cyber Six is technically her real name, right? Like, well, that Adrian's like a made up person working as this literature professor again, which, like, really cracks me up, too, because I'm just like, wow, I can't believe <laughs> you, like, picked the show for me to watch, and wherein a superhero is, like, this badass lady by night, and by day, she's me. <laughs> just, like, this nerdy trans-mask person walking around, like, quoting books.
0: I mean, the really cool thing, though, is that I feel like by day, Adrian is, like, this little dorky nerdlinger, and by night, she's me, so, like you know it's yeah, amazing exactly how no, it exactly captures if, the dichotomy if by night
1: of- i was you that's what <laughs> yeah. this show is about <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be a very funny werewolf story <laughs> if me and you were sharing a body dr jekyll and mr yeah, Hyde that, style. that explains
1: why we have like the same hair and eyes <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> we're yeah. actually the same person yeah i don't know at first i was like oh this kind of feels very much like typical like gender swappy like not exactly trans mask but like you know like Mulan or anything else like that where someone has to like b- pretend to be a guy for whatever reason but very
0: presumptuous of you not to say Mulan is trans
1: <laughs> I mean in my eyes sure of course in my in my childhood eyes where I was you know using <clears throat> my toy broom as a wand as I sang, uh, you know, <laughs> let's get down to business or whatever. So like, right. in my heart, she's trans. I
0: mean, I think that's the really amazing thing about Cyber Six is that this show probably cracked a thousand eggs going both ways. Like, it's got a little something for No, exactly. For it's like
1: both, it's both trans feminine and trans masculine as a story, right? Like, doesn't it yeah. feel... Like both and I mean I mean time. I
0: guess I guess that there's a very simple explanation for that, which is that the character is gender fluid or non-binary.
1: Yeah, that's kind of in some ways what it feels like because okay, so there's like this moment and I want to say, is it the third yes, yeah, the third episode with um, there's like this monster made out of mud called Tara.
0: Oh yeah, I love Tara.
1: Yeah, the, honestly, that was like maybe my favorite episode. that I only watched three, so I can I don't know. Maybe the show gets better as it goes on because in the beginning I was like I'm not really gelling with this premise. But it doesn't. Like, it
0: gets it gets worse.
1: Oh, it gets no, worse. Not, oh, not noticeably.
0: It just gets a little boring. Like there are some standout episodes as it goes, but really the first the first few are some of my favorites.
1: Okay, well then I I think I I stopped at the best part then. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, there's just like this sort of like weird theme about love in that episode and then like sort of this moment where cyber six is like standing on like a building looking down and like daydreaming about like this guy lucas who's like i guess he's like another teacher at the school where she works and is like fantasizing about them going on a date and in the fantasy she's like wearing this really nice dress and stuff so that felt like very much like oh i'm really okay like assuming this feminine role right um so like that didn't really feel at all like sort of like the typical like trans mask or whatever coded story where it's like this quote-unquote girl but like they're pretending to be quote-unquote a boy but like they're more comfortable that way so it's like more complicated than that but i guess that happens a lot actually in stories like this where it's like you have to like pretend to be a guy for like some sort of pragmatic reason. But like if only I could be like this high femme person and be with like right. the guy. But he's like, <laughs> do you know what's the the weirdest thing though? Is like Lucas is like much actually like, um what's his name from Mulan? Super flirty with her anyway, like when yeah. she's in like her male alter yeah. ego. Did
0: you notice I, that? No, no, it's it's a recurring theme in the show is that Lucas is yeah. just like the most hardcore bisexual that ever lived. He's in love with Cyber Six. He's in love with Adrian. Lucas
1: Amado is the a bi icon.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, pretty much every episode starts with Adrian and Lucas going on a date.
1: Yeah, they go and on a date. Like, immediately, I think it's the third episode. Yeah, because that, that's, you, like, the do whole, like, love you want to see a romance theme.
0: movie? Yeah, he's like, like, do you want to go about? see a yeah, movie? And then he's like, I what kind that. of movie?
1: He's like, oh, it's a romance. And it's like, what? Okay, you know, <laughs> just guys being dudes going to see a romance movie. Just the two of us. Like, what? You're... At least by, like, come on, Lucas, yeah. get it together.
0: And, and I mean, that's the thing is that as the series goes on, it's certainly, it is a thing where Cyber Six definitely wants to be seen by Lucas as romantically attractive as a woman yeah. or as a feminine person. Like that's as it goes on, how it works out, like, is that Cyber Six and Lucas are very flirty and then they're the ones who kiss in the end, not like Adrian and Lucas and a lot of discussions online, like when I tried to Google like cyber six trans or like cyber six gender, like a lot of it was just like discussion boards from 2012 where they were like, cyber six isn't trans. Stop saying cyber six is trans. She's a girl pretending to be a guy because she wants a job as a teacher. And you're like, I guess that that's an option. But like, shut up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, me I, I definitely at the very least, I get like a. A gender fluid energy or there, there's something going on but also like okay may, you watch the rest of this series i guess or the rest of this season this is the this is the entire show right there's only one yeah season. yeah
0: I, I watched all 13 episodes there's only one season
1: so what's the situation with cyber six's like backstory because they like show this like person As I guess her as a child and it's like an incredibly ambiguous (laughs) figure you're like I don't know what you're trying to say about her past I mean I I loved
0: that that there's no like the thing that I really love about the show is that the character is incredibly androgynous and they never try and Mm -hmm. like peg it down for the audience. There's not, like, an episode where it's a big reveal of, like, oh, Cyber Six is a boy or Cyber Six isn't. And they, they just keep on, like, playing at that androgyny. I think that the comic book was a little bit more definitive. I think in the comic book the idea was that Cyber Six was, like, a lab experiment who was female and then escaped and had to assume an identity of somebody who died in a car crash who was Adrian, and she actually hates being a man. But then in the show she doesn't seem to, like, really she's mind like, yeah. all that much. i mean
1: she's she kind of hates it i like kind of the, to my point about her like fantasizing about being with lucas where like right. her fantasy about being with lucas isn't like her in like i guess drag as adrian going on a date with him it's like her right. in this nice dress so like i don't think she's super thrilled b- being in that identity so that's why it like didn't really like ring true in the same way as like there's certain like media examples where like a girl is like disguised as a guy or whatever. And it's kind of like neither here nor there where they're like, they're okay with it or whatever. But it's like, it's not like that I think. Cause she seems kind of annoyed by it at the very least.
0: And, and I think that there's, there's a real brilliance to what they did considering this was 22 fucking years ago and made for kids on Fox kids or whatever, like that there's never like jokes about their gender.
1: I mean, it's, it's funny, you and I were just talking about how we watched um, Disclosure together, or not together, we watched Disclosure right, separately, this week at the same, like, but separately. Together in spirit. Together in spirit, yeah. And, like, just in the grand scheme of trans representation, especially, like, for kids, I mean, it's not explicitly trans character, but, like, it could have done worse, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that the show... It felt empowering to me, even though it is just, like, a goofy kid's show. Like, I like that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I, I liked Cyber 6 a whole lot. Um, what What was your favorite episode of the three that you watched?
1: Um, let me think. I mean, not... The first one really didn't capture me for whatever reason. I was, like, the I don't know. The, the tone felt off or something. I was, like, I don't really get what's happening here. Um, oh, sure. There's these, like, the goons who, like, look like Franken- Frankenstein monsters. Like, what oh, are those? Yeah
0: yeah the frankensteins
1: the frankensteins or whatever and i'm like what the frick is this and it's like at first i'm like is this like a bottle episode is this right. just like you know the big bad of this episode and then they kind of just are an accepted part of the lore and you're like oh i get it they're like weird lab monsters i guess yeah. that are like you know the cronies of the big bad who in this case is a little bad because it's like a tiny <laughs> little boy <laughs> For the most part. I mean, he's, like, not, I guess, the head of it. Jose is, like, this little tiny... Jose is so
0: weird because he is the main villain of the series, and it is one of those things where, like, every episode, he's just completely ineffectual, and, like, at the end, instead No, exactly.
1: He's just a little boy who yells at the Frankensteins.
0: Yeah, and at the end of every episode, instead of, like, actually taking a moon or anything, like, Cyber Six just, like, punks him in the face, and he goes flying off into space like Team Rocket.
1: And Um, you're like, all right, guy. (laughs) Who's the, um... The evil, the evil dude. um... His dad?
0: Who knows? Yeah,
1: because he's like technically the big bad, I guess.
0: Yeah, in the comic book, both of them are Nazis, and Cyber Six is a vampire. Oh, they're so, Nazis.
1: Okay. Yeah, they're they're Nazis. And Cyber Six is what?
0: A vampire who sucks people's oh, blood. Okay, yeah. so this is so,
1: very different. Yeah, I mean, it gets a little complicated. Like a vampire. Yeah. Um,
0: like if Carmen Sandiego was a vampire.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um. There is a moment where someone like sort of grabs her enormous cape and she gets like pulled backwards and, and that like immediately it's like Edna Mode in my head like no capes it's like that like I mean I get having a cape sure it looks cool like billowing in the breeze when you're standing on the top of this like skyscraper that you leapt to the top of but like it, her cape is like it's like a story long like what is that design <laughs> like I don't know her her costume kind of cracked me up at like just the ridiculousness of it I don't know.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it, it does feel like an um, an attempt to get more to, like, a Batman vein sort of thing. Like Yeah, the intro yeah, it especially. feels Batman-y.
1: It feels, uh, yeah, it feels like Gargoyles. It has that kind of, like, dark cartoon energy or whatever was happening in the early 90s, or late 90s, rather. That whole aesthetic didn't really draw me in, so I guess that's why I didn't, like, love the first episode. I think I would say that the... Mm, I don't know. Like maybe the third episode is my favorite. Um, I really felt like that had a lot of like, um, I don't know, more pathos to it. I was like, oh, I'm kind <laughs> of like seeing. <laughs>
0: is that the one? with I the know, it feels ridiculous with, with Data Seven.
1: Uh, no, that's the second one. So like the third one is like with Terra, and it's oh, I, like I did about... like
0: Terra a lot too.
1: Yeah, and it's it's kind of like oh, she's crying about this monster made out of mud because he, she says something like oh, it wasn't evil though it was designed to be, and it's like. I thought that that was kind of cool. Honestly, those two were much better than the first one. I felt like it was, like, less boring. The first episode was just kind of, like, a very basic introduction to the whole premise, and it didn't really, like, seem that interesting. And it's also, yeah, it's just, like, about, like, money laundering or whatever. It's, like, about counterfeit money, so it's, like, not that right compelling. <laughs> I mean, that's really. why
0: I've sort of changed up the format a little bit on the podcast in the last few months is, like, a lot of the time I'll watch one episode of a of a cartoon, usually like the first episode, and be like, Wow, that was kinda boring and then I watch three or four more and I'm like, Oh yeah, just the first episode only introduced characters and really there's more going right. on. Right, it's
1: here. like it's like all the exposition like didn't and then like what That sometimes there isn't even an exposition it's just sort of like this weird in media res like there's just weird shit happening and you're like I don't know what this is Um, there's just like this green vial you kind of feel like the Lucas character You're. I like how Um, I think it is the is it the second episode where he like turns to her and he's like will I ever understand what's going on and she's like <laughs> maybe but not tonight
3: <laughs> and Yeah, he, like disappears yeah, in me the too. dark
1: and that like cracked <laughs> me up because like that's kind of how I feel watching the show where I'm like there's kind of okay I get it like okay you were made in a lab and like then you I guess reinvented yourself and that's like another thing about the gender thing is like Cause her creator doesn't recognize her, but then there's like this sort of like computer generated thing where it's like, ah, see, side by side, that's what she looks like now. And it's like the child picture and then the adult picture. So then I'm like, okay, does that mean that she like changed her identity to be a woman? And then is like, what is happening? I'm like, I'm so super confused about like what is happening gender wise. But then you said that in the comic books it's more clear <laughs> what's happening there.
0: Yeah, but, but that's the thing is that I love like the the very unclear nature of it in the show because again, it's not like like delving into transphobia or transmisogyny with the way that right. it deals with it, and so I love that it doesn't feel like it has to tack it down. To no, anything.
1: I mean it. It certainly could have been done worse. So in in oh, that so way, much yeah, worse. it's like a blessing that they don't delve into it. But I'm just like in a little bit. I'm just kind of baffled about what they're getting at. I guess. Um, yeah. The second episode is like more emotionally affecting than maybe the other two that I watched, but also like it's kind of silly because it's like a panther, right? Like, do you want?
0: <laughs> yeah, essentially, for people that haven't watched the show, um, this panther that the villain sent to track her down, Data Seven, is actually her friend from childhood, who also has an or equally brother, stupid right? name. I don't know if it was her brother, right, yeah, or Yeah, her friend. I don't know. Yeah,
1: she says my brother.
0: Well, I thought that was just like, hey, bro. Oh, like, okay, like a,
1: a metaphorical brother. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but like their brothers and or whatever. That's that's her brother in the sense that like they have the same because their parent is the scientist who made them in a lab sure So, like they're ideologically about the same as siblings even sure. though they're like just like lab created like cyborg monsters or whatever the fuck they are yeah so what was i can't even remember what because data seven also has another name it's like 20 yeah it's, it's also or like something 20, equally twenty two I think it's literally just a number, which is confusing. And then they're like, no, it's Data Seven, this panther. You will live again. (laughs) It's like, then there's like this weird, kind of very ham fisted, like flashback to like. This oh, okay. child, like, falling from a cliff and mm-hmm. then almost dying. And then, like, the evil doctor being like, you are my greatest creation, but you will continue in the body of a panther.
2: Like, that's, <laughs>
1: he says that sentence, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess this is happening. It's a lot. Um, the flashbacks just happen so constantly in that episode, and I'm like, they're not saying that the panther is him, right? And, like, I just w- didn't want to believe that that's the direction they were going. But that was the direction they were going.
0: I think that I just liked all of the things that you didn't like. I think it's cool (laughs) that the panther, her panther sidekick, is also her childhood best friend. Yeah, imbued in the body of a panther after he fell trying to collect a flower for her. I mean, I get it's it's fun
1: for sure. It's just I found it so deeply silly. So it's 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 really difficult. (laughs) It's like yeah, exactly though. It's like absurd, and then they're trying to like make you kind of sappy about it because she's like my brother. Oh, you're alive, and she like holds the panther's face, and you're like. This would be emotional if it wasn't so fucking ridiculous. Like you're, I don't know. It was hard to reconcile those two things.
0: Right. I mean, I feel like we we see the trope of like superhero with an animal sidekick all the time, and sometimes the animal talks, sometimes it doesn't. But there's not usually any kind of like an emotional component to make you care about like this character. It's just like oh, goofy dog friend or.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny, though. I found it, like, I mean, it it makes sense, obviously, because she has, like, history with Data 7. Yeah. But it is, like, hilarious that there's, like, this episode where she's, like, fighting this panther that's, like, trying to find her. Because that's basically, like, the hitman that is... (laughs) Sent after her. He's been like um, brainwashed. And, like, See, that, by the that's villains. her. That's, that's Cyber Six. You have to go and get her. And then I guess this panther has been brainwashed and tries to find her, but it's having like these weird sort of PTSD flashbacks to like falling off the cliff and seeing this flower. And you're like, what the frick is going on? Finally, when it's revealed that it's the same person, or I guess panther, um and she's like, it's you. Then, like the next episode, it's like, this is my sidekick now. Like, there's you just immediately. <laughs> Go from, like, this panther's my old friend to, like, all right, we're fighting crime together.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because because every week they're fighting Jose and his dad. And that makes a lot of sense yeah. because they've both been extremely slighted. Like, imagine how, how fucking pissed off Data 7 must be to be like, what, so you get to be, like, a sexy, badass superhero in a skin-tight leather suit and I'm a fucking panther? This sucks. I don't even have superpowers. I'm just a panther. You can jump 50 stories tall. I'm a panther.
1: No, the panther can jump really high, right? They were fighting for a while can he? in that one scene. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's like it's definitely like a super panther at least.
0: <laughs> I mean, every, everybody in this show seems to have some sort of super-powered abilities. Yeah,
1: even Lucas, who does get yeah, winded when and- he runs, but he's still kind of like a big bruiser <laughs> of a guy. And it's like, why are you a teacher? You're enormous. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and in the first episode, there was this amazing part where they're both falling out a window, and then Cyber Six kicks Lucas in the chest, and he goes flying yes, up I five stories and, and goes and I'm in like, the window. That's how gravity
1: works. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm like, what is, where you wait, can so kick is that, someone
1: while falling and they'll fly back upwards?
0: Yeah, is is that your superpower specifically that you kick somebody in the chest and they go flying through a window safely?
1: She does that multiple times where she's like flying in the air and then she kicks something and it like it just goes against the laws of physics. And yeah, it's like obviously it's this is a ridiculous cartoon, but it like cracks me up. Like, I don't know. I guess that's the thing is like you if you find joy in something incredibly goofy like this, then it's yeah. like, yes, while I was watching, I'm like, I could see why you watched all thirteen or whatever episodes of this, but I also have no plans on watching the rest. I don't Aww. want to watch ten more of these.
0: If if you're interested in something a little bit more grounded, though, Bryce, you can check out the Cyber Six live action show. Uh, no, yeah, no, shot, really, shot in Argentina, and um, not there's not like an English dub or anything, but I'm oh, sure you can geez. find one with subtitles. It's on YouTube.
1: Why? <laughs> <laughs> I I have a feeling it would probably be very um, like power rangers you know what I mean just like Mm. really goofy people in suits Um, I I feel like it would be a lot like this
0: just a lot more problematic because 1995
1: it was like an Argentinian live action action
0: show yeah I I don't know I mean so
1: yeah if you're gonna watch it probably just watch the series I mean it's very easily available on Amazon Prime which is kind of bizarre that it is like why yeah (laughs) why is it there
0: they just scooped up the rights along with, like, 20 other shows yeah, owned by that exactly. studio that made it, you That's know? exactly
1: what happened. Yeah, when you told me it was all on Amazon Prime, I was like, well, that's easy. Yeah,
0: or maybe they picked it up for Pride Month. Maybe they were, like, really excited to get yeah, Cyber Yeah, they're Six. like, this is it.
1: Yeah, uh, non-binary, gender-fluid representation, here, here she is. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. um i i really love lucas and adrian and lucas and cyber six like i love that this character is just like unapologetically bisexual in a kid's cartoon lucas is so bi yeah and it aired in america like what the fuck are you talking about i was talking about this um a, a couple weeks ago how amazing it was that like Lloyd in space had an episode with a non-binary character in 2002
1: right I remember that that episode is like etched into my brain like long before I ever knew anything about trans stuff I saw that I was like there's something happening here
0: yeah and and this this show specifically I think is more progressive than a lot of stuff that even airs today where like they'll have like one background character like he's got two dads they're gay and it's like hey yeah this is okay great you did it like stop jerking yourselves off you didn't do anything I yeah. love Lucas. He's great. He's he's fun. He's no, dumb. No, I, I
1: honestly, the parts with Lucas and, I guess, Adrian, they were some of my favorite parts. Again, because, like, I don't really watch, like, action-y kind of, like, cartoons. But as far as, like, their interactions, I was like, oh, this is, like, kind of cool how, like, nonchalant he is. Like, he's very friendly to this teacher who's, like, I don't know, is he flirting? I guess he is. But he's just, like, no big deal about it. But then he's also kind of, like, all hard eyes at Cyber Six when he sees her, like, all, like, dark, like, jumping from rooftop to rooftop. It is hilarious that he doesn't figure out that that's the same person because literally all (laughs) she does is, like, comb her hair slightly different. It's not a great disguise.
0: Well, and I I love that Lucas is, like, this huge, like, great fighter anyway, and yet he still gets saved by Cyber Six all the time.
1: Yeah, well, because he doesn't have the freaking lung capacity of this (laughs) cyborg
0: who's, like... Well, I mean, and and when that happens, when he gets saved by this woman that's, like, half as big as him, he's never, like... Uh, yeah, thanks, I guess.
1: He's not, like, emasculated yet. He's like, oh, thank you, you're cool.
0: Yeah, they're friends, and he's attracted to the fact that she could kick his ass, and I love that. There is a
1: hilarious moment where, um, I think it's in the second episode, I want to say. There's, like, this character who's, like, a a, a little pickpocket who's, like, working for, like, a local- Oh, yeah, Julian. um, Like, criminal. The little Oliver Twist boy. The little Oliver Twist boy with, like, the giant anime hair. And he um, steals Adrian's wallet, and then Lucas is like, "Oh, it's don't worry, we'll get it back." And then, like, he starts running. He's like, "Ha huh, ha!" Huh, like heaving, and it's like, it's kind of cute. He's like, "Oh, you're trying to get your boyfriend's wallet." Um, <laughs> and then Adrian just like leaps into the air, like, and jumps from rooftop, like hardcore parkour, um, and like jumps down into an alley, and is like hey kid and it's like right behind him and then like Lucas comes up from behind them and is like huh, huh, oh you got him hey and it's I don't know it's like very funny that he's like not I don't know embarrassed by that he's like oh I guess you're faster than I am well and I just love
0: that it's all just so blatantly there and I have no idea how they did it in 1998 on a kid's cartoon that aired in America because like nowadays they would have like this annoying like very special episode where like Lucas is afraid to tell his family that he's attracted to Adrian or something. And it's like, and it's then fucking he has to stupid. reveal that it it's Cyber
1: Six or something like that. Yeah, I could see that happening. The plausible deniability that exists in something like Mulan, where it's like, oh, no, he wasn't really into that guy. That guy was just really a girl. So he's right, like, right. not he, gay. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like the thing that happens literally at the end of Mulan, where it's like, oh, yeah, but he totally was into that guy too like let's be honest with ourselves and i think that this show is like more like honest with it about like yeah he like legit is like into adrian or it's very clear that he has a type i guess (laughs) because he's like i don't know i have a type it doesn't really matter it's just
0: weird the way that like cis normative heteronormative culture works in that way where they're like Mm -hmm. Oh, it's not gay for somebody to like somebody who's presenting masculine and completely passes as a man as long as they're a girl. Like
1: mental gymnastics required for that is yeah. really fascinating to me. Um, yeah. Cause like if that person was trans, they would completely change their tune.
0: Yeah. And it comes down to like a uh, they can always tell mentality, which is disgusting, but.
1: No, exactly. Fuck it. it's yeah, a it's. I don't know. I I'd, I'd be fascinated to like ask the people who made the show like what were they thinking? You know what I mean? Like as far as gender stuff, or like maybe mm-hmm. because they weren't thinking about that is why it's like so weirdly non offensive because they just like weren't even focusing on that. They were like, oh yeah, this is like just the premise of what's happening.
0: I mean, I'm just surprised that they could get it past standards and practices because like this was the well, era. That's what i saying, like, though. I think it was. It's, like, the Mulan thing. They, like.
1: I think that like the world is like so. Heter- heteronormative that like they saw a show like this and they're like oh he's not flirting they're just like
0: oh sure they're friends. just going to a romance movie because he he wants to see it
1: exactly like that it's like this the weird blinders of like you sure. know, no homo yeah right we're like if you're queer and you watch something that could even possibly be like coded as queer you're gonna pick up on that if you're trans same thing like that you're like designed to see yourself even if it's not exactly you yeah
0: i mean i watched i watched uh clueless this morning and i the entire time uh i felt like Brittany murphy's character ty was was like queer at least or trans and i was like i know it's not true but just let it be true like
1: right exactly there's say like so, so many even examples it isn't. that you, you could ask people You know, I mean, for God's sakes, I was like on a podcast talking about how when I was a kid, Treasure Planet was a like a trans movie. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it wasn't necessarily, it's just like, it's kind of like you see yourself reflected in certain ways. And you like, you see it as queer because you are. And I think the reason these kinds of shows or movies or whatever can exist, even in like 1999, is because like, there are some like stuffed shirts person who's like works at this network and sees the show and is like whatever they don't like <laughs> think oh that's a trans gay person do you know what i mean like they're not even thinking about that like that doesn't even well, exist yeah. in their brain like sometimes people are so queer phobic that they forget queer people exist do you
0: know what i mean right and they only get wise to it after season one comes out and then they get parents letters and they're like canceled like
1: <laughs> Yep.
0: <laughs> which is probably why this show didn't get a second season like it ends on a cliffhanger of like did Cyber Six just fucking explode and die, and you don't even know by the end if it's true? Like, <laughs> she's in like the villains' facility, and they're and they're gonna set off a so, bomb. So like, she never
1: reveals her secret ident- identity to uh, Lucas. No, she doesn't, and he never really knows. He That's he has impressive. a kiss
0: with Cyber Six towards the end. I just wish that that I could pass that well in any way, that I could just, like, present <laughs> myself you're as just a... Like, com-
1: but and in both ways, though, like, so seamlessly passes in both ways. Like, we're both sitting here like, I'm jealous. Yeah, right.
0: Of, <laughs> of both of the them. the
1: seamlessness.
0: That's, that's the thing. Like, jealous of both of them. It's such a weird feeling. Because, like... You, you can do that in animation very well where a character can just be like completely androgynous or completely I mean
1: well to be honest though, when I when I see Adrian, I'm like, okay, well that's like a trans mask twink, clearly. Yes, yes. We think that one because, to one.
0: because we're queer. Like, I don't know.
1: That's true. Exactly. Or maybe Lucas is picking up on it and he doesn't care. <laughs> he like yeah, knows right. it's the same
0: person. <laughs> he's he's an ally. Uh, or or he's a chaser.
1: Oh no, I don't think so.
0: No, Lucas is a chaser, I've decided. <laughs>
1: Well, he's certainly always chasing Cyber Six in a literal sense.
0: That's true. <laughs> he's he
1: running after her.
0: Obsessed. <laughs> Other episodes that I watched that you didn't see. Oh, this one was funny. There was an episode where, um, you know, Adrian has that student in his class, Lori, who's like in love with him. Oh, yeah.
1: The weird flirtatious t- like kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I totally. I blocked that out because I was watching that with my sister because it was like the first episode. And she was like, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> like, what is this? So.
0: So Lori is a recurring character and there's an episode where Lori is really obsessed with with Adrian and goes to Adrian's house to express her love to him and looks in the keyhole at his door because she hears a woman in there and she sees Cyber Six and she's like, he's got a, a floozy. Oh
1: my God. What is
0: this? What is, who is this slut? And then she gets mad and like tells Lucas about it. <laughs> like imagine passing so well that somebody sees inside your apartment and is like, who the fuck
1: is yeah, that? Then, like, then Lucas is like, oh no, my boyfriend's dating my girlfriend. Yes, that's
0: exactly what happens. <laughs> Lucas is like, hey, so uh, are you in Cyber Six? You guys are friends? What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> and that, And thus the triad began.
0: <laughs> it's very funny.
1: Yeah, that's really hilarious.
0: Other episodes that I really liked, there was an episode where Lucas gets bit by a werewolf and he becomes a werewolf and he's like, A total simp for the werewolf queen, um, but also still in love with Cyber Six.
1: Oh, wow. That's a lot to unpack.
0: Yeah. And she shows up and she's like super flirty. She's like, I'm the new replacement substitute teacher and I'm here to whip you guys into shape. And Lucas is just like fucking slobbering everywhere. I I just think it's really funny that the show sets up so much mystery and intrigue in the first few episodes and never really follows through on those things. Like
1: yeah, it's you true. could watch There's episodes
0: like... one, two, three, and the finale, and you would get everything that you get out of the mystery of the show.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, because I was literally thinking of doing that, of just jumping ahead to see like where this all went. <laughs> yeah, the the finale
0: is fun, and the finale episode, uh, the the main villain Jose's dad decides he's gonna like nuke the city or whatever, and so Cyber Six breaks into his facility, and she like reroutes it so that it goes after his facility. And she like snoops around in there, and she finds a bunch of other experiments. And she's like, "These are all my kin. These are like my my brothers and sisters and stuff." And they're all just like these like fucked up monsters. And you think that they're gonna like come to life, but I guess that maybe it was just like a sequel tease or like a tease. By the way, Von
1: Reichter is the name of the dad.
0: Von Reichter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the doctor or whatever that made everybody great. Basically, every character except for Lucas.
0: (laughs) Right. And so so she reroutes the bomb to go after this facility. And then she's, like, running to get out of there. And she doesn't, like, get out in time. Like, she's at the exit. And she's like, and she's I dead, get out?
1: And that's the end of the show. And then it
0: explodes. So Cyber 6 is probably fucking dead.
1: Or I don't know. I don't think she can die, right? It's like, it seems like these type of cyborg, like, beings, they can really, they could survive a lot. They just need to be put into the body of a panther. <laughs> So then she gets to be a panther, and then the next season would have been two panthers fighting crime, yeah. and then Lucas being like, "I have a crush on this panther."
0: <laughs> it's really questionable what she is because I never thought of her as a cyborg, but her fucking name is Cyber Six. So like, you're yeah. right, she's probably a cyborg, but she's also a vampire? Question mark. I don't she's fucking a vampire know. Vampire
1: cyborg. Clearly, I mean, why subscribe to the cyborg vampire binary? <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's true. She could be cyborg by day, vampire by night, you know?
1: Uh-huh. She's clearly half cyborg, half the number six.
0: <laughs> um, There was an episode with, like, they did, like, an invisible man thing that I really liked, where, like, an invisible experiment comes after her and tries to, like, make everybody think that she's crazy a little bit. It was very, like, Invisible Man 2020, and I liked that, that, like... <laughs> she does end up in a hospital and has to like sneak out and it was just giving me vibes i i had fun with that episode um yeah
1: they totally ripped ripped cyber six off totally <laughs> that's yeah that's where they got the premise from
0: liam whatever his name is liam wagner what's his name i have no idea who that, that guy is. he did he did saws he did the the, the invisible man Lee Wannell. No, Lee Wannell. Yes, Lee Wannell. You
1: could be saying any name and I would have no idea. His name is Lee Wannell, no okay, it. Okay, you're Love right. It. I sure made, I
0: agree. He made that movie that everybody loved. You know, Upgrade with Logan Marshall Green, the guy that looks like fucking Tom Hardy but isn't. You know who I'm talking about, Logan Marshall Green from Prometheus and Upgrade. Bryce Invisible Man 2020 is legitimately a good movie though. I liked Upgrade, but mm-hmm. it's 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 its own thing. So that's Cyber 6. I don't have anything else to say about this show. Do you? Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean I only saw the first 3 episodes. I could see glimmers of like why it was entertaining, do you know what I mean? I certainly wouldn't go off of the first episode like that literally was like oh no i have to like watch a couple more of these at least right right but then when i saw the second uh, like the the second and the third episode i was like oh okay i kind of see what they're doing here there's definitely like some fun action it's like extremely silly i find some of the animation still kind of ugly let's just be real here it's like kind of chunky and oddly stylized in a way that i would never personally choose um but you know that's like kind of just it's it certainly picks a weird lane and it stays in that weird lane and for that i admire it i guess
0: right yeah it's it's funny because all of your complaints about the show i just don't have i think it's this perfect little time capsule (laughs) and i'm shocked that it got made the way that it did and being as queer as
1: it is like
0: I don't know. It's all on Amazon Prime. I recommend it for people. Um I'll be tweeting about it. Don't worry.
1: I'm sure you will. You tweet about everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean like like I said, it it definitely got a little bit better. Because I was, like, ready to just totally write it off. And I think especially because I watched the first episode with my sister, who was like, what the hell is this? Why are we watching this? But then, like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, like, really give it a shot. And, like, the writing is surprisingly good, I feel like. Like, the dialogue and the sort of, like, relationships and stuff. Like, it's not as dumb as you would expect for, like, what amounts to kind of, like, a Saturday morning cartoon. So I thought that that was kind of cool. Like, there really is some kind of, like, emotional stuff there. That's why I really liked the episode Tara. I was like, oh, like, I see the emotion here. It, it makes sense, you know, which I wasn't expecting from this show.
0: Yeah, and it's a cool thing that, like, every episode pretty much is Cyber 6, like, fighting people who... She feels like are her kin and she's like, Can I make this gargoyle my friend?
1: It's true. That's kind of what I I noticed that. I was like, okay. So she like makes friends with the giant panther, which I mean, again, they have a past, but yeah. then it's like she fights this mud monster, and then she's like, oh, but I'll you could be my friend also. Unfortunately, the mud monster dies, and she like right. holds the dust in her hands and is like crying over it. And it's like, I don't know, that's like kind of weirdly sweet. I'm like, oh, this is kind of like much more of like an emotional, like show for an action-packed cartoon you know like that could be very like you know violence forward we're like oh you just kill the bad guys and you don't think about it but like from the very get-go it's all about like trying to you know analyze is this bad character actually bad or do they have like the the potential to be good and that's kind of like I don't know. Then again, you contrast to the to the fact that she keeps beating the shit out of a little child, um, and never tries (laughs) to get him to be good. But you know, Bryce.
0: To be fair, he's a fucking Nazi. I would beat the shit out of him. No, he is
1: a Nazi child, and he's the worst. I hate him and his stupid face and his bad hair. I I cannot stand him. It does do that thing a
0: lot though, where it's like, can this character that I'm fighting be redeemed? No. Like, they can at the last moment by dying. Like, in the Invisible Woman episode, the whole thing is, like, she's trying to save this woman. And the villain, who was invisible, realizes that if she lets Cyber Six save her, then Cyber Six is going to be hit by a train. So she, like, lets herself fall off a ravine and fucking die. And it's like, okay, great. So, like, that's interesting from the perspective of, like, this character got a redeeming moment and saw that Cyber Six was good. But... Not great from the perspective of, like, every villain character that gets redeemed has to fucking get ganked. Like, that sucks. Except
1: for the Panther. Data
0: 7, right. Yeah,
1: Data 7 is the only one who's like, oh, you're alive. You get to be my sidekick now.
0: Data 7 is to Cyber 6 as Bucky is to Captain America. That's a good sentence that I just said. Hey, B, thanks I, for coming on the podcast with me.
1: I I don't know enough <laughs> about Marvel to confirm or deny that, so I'm just going to trust no, you. it's on correct. That one. I know my um, shit. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. F- for a brief <laughs> second, I literally thought that like the Terra monster was going to become another one of her sidekicks, and then this entire show was going to be her oh. converting all of the <laughs> monsters into her sidekicks, and then it becomes this giant gang, and that then would be so like, good. Jose would be like, "Wait, wh- uh," and like all of the he can't fight her because she's like unstoppable she's converted all of the monsters to good
0: and imagine how horrifying that would be as this crazy weird Nazi villain dude to like suddenly realize that Cyber Six hasn't been killing all the monsters you send.
1: Wait do they hint at all that he's a Nazi in the show or just this is just a comic book just just in the comic
0: book but the kid does goose step across the screen quite often so who knows
1: yeah he's um pretty gross I don't like Jose no he's not good Yeah. Aesthetically, emotionally, yeah, in all the ways
0: Yeah, he's annoying Well, Bryce, thank you for joining me on the podcast this week Yeah,
1: thank you for having me on And, I don't know, introducing me to this deeply bizarre show That I definitely, <laughs> definitely would have never discovered on my own
0: Uh-huh where can people find you online?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at gorman. You can find me on Tumblr at twinpoetry.tumblr.com. Find my other podcast, uh, Radio Camp Halfblood, where I discuss Percy Jackson and other Rick Rowden books with my friend Zach on iTunes and anywhere where you get podcasts. And uh, that's about it.
0: And I'm on Twitter at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. And I'm here if you need to talk.
3: There's a new hero in town. Created for evil. I must profound
1: failure. I must destroy her. Now
3: she's fighting for good. Catch her, you
1: worthless mutants!
3: Cyber 6, all new next Saturday morning at 7.30, only on Fox Kids.
1: Try to catch me, little boy.
3: She's going to change the face of superheroes everywhere. <laughs>